Is this thing on? Testing, testing. Is this thing on? Yes, it's on. Yes, it's on. Another Friday and it's on. It's the Ball Hawk Sports Talk, y'all. Uh, another opportunity for some sports, business, and entertainment. Uh, welcome to the show that keeps it rough, rugged, and raw. A little late this morning, but you know, never late. Always on time because we're going to deliver yet again. Today's episode, the title is uneven bars and this episode is going to be pretty provocative so make sure that you strap on your seat belt but uneven bars will feature Simone Biles and the Olympics that'll get center attention um, because we knew Simone Biles would be the center of attention but no one thought that Simone Biles would be the topic du jour because of the fact that she's not competing in this Olympics. She was perceived to be the odds-on favorite, the darling and queen and the face of all U.S. Olympics this year, the greatest of all times, and the topics that we are discussing about her is that she is not competing. This episode will deal with the uneven bars, which are the expectations of fans versus the mental health of athletes. But also in uneven bars, we're going to talk about the different standards of excellence and acceptance and how we embrace different athletes, the, the goats, one vote, one goat rather versus the other. Trust me, we certainly won't agree. Absolutely won't agree. So let's go ahead and argue. Oops, I mean debate. It's the Ball Hog Sports Talk. Let's go. Wake up, wake up, wake up, and stay woke. Because this is the Ball Hog Sports Talk with your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball Hog, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South. This is the place where sports, business, and entertainment collide. And we're going to give it to you rough, rugged, and raw. So come get you a spoonful, like some grits with butter and salt. You know how we do it in the South, y'all. Make sure you do not get caught in your feelings. Strap on your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. Come on, let's go, go, go. Good morning. Happy Friday morning. You know what it is. It's the Ball Hawk Sports Talk with your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball Hawk, a.k.a. the Miles of South, a.k.a. Mr. Excessive Celebration here in the building with two very amazing individuals. First, you got the Big Flow Show. What's up? What's good, America? What's good? And you got ETP Ellis, the producer. What's up? What's good, the rest of the world? <laughs> That's United right, man. States, it is. Man. The- we stand. We stand as the United States today. <laughs> I know, America? man. It is the Olympics. That's why no he went all patriotic on us. But there's this whole, <laughs> yeah. Look, there's this whole cloud around patriotism this week, and it has been center stage. Simone Biles, we knew was going to be the center of attention when it came to the Olympics, but it's now become the center of attention because what she's not doing. She is not competing uh, thus far. She did not compete yesterday. I don't know what she's going to do with the individual uh, events, but 
today's episode is uneven bars. And the play on that uneven bars is that 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 we've seen this incongruent response to Simone Biles. You like that incongruent? Yeah. Uh -huh. How you did that? Every like once in a while. You know, you got to work those words in. Spelling bee champs over here. Spelling bee champs. We got to dive in, y'all. I mean, look, we can't avoid the topic. Everyone has discussed it. Uh, when we are figuring out what we want to discuss, sometimes the stories write themselves. And Simone Biles, who has been celebrated as maybe the most decorated athlete ever, debatable, uh, we had planned to be celebrating her for the most decorated Olympic athlete ever. She has uh, the skill set such that the judging itself has been altered because of Simone Biles. The last thing I thought we were going to be talking about in this week, when we are full steam ahead, the Olympics normally, you know, I believe the Olympics don't start till track, which happened last night. But gymnastics has center stage for a while, and we thought that Simone Biles, we would be talking about her for very different reasons. Uh, I don't know what other way to tee it up other than let's go, man. I mean, what do you guys think about it in general? And then we've got to get into the concept of uneven bars when it comes to uh, the treatment. W what do we expect from our athletes? Uh, some, it seems like a very polarizing topic. Some have celebrated her as the uh, marquee figure, at least for this week, as owning her mental health and controlling it, making sure that she's in control of that and making a, a, a very good decision. And some have, unfortunately, they vilified her for not being patriotic. They've told her to suck it up, get it together. And, and, and we can dive into that briefly, and then we'll get to the second part of it. I, I don't know where either one of you stand with her decision uh, to not compete, uh, but let's get into it. What do you think? I mean, if I get started, I mean, I look at it and I, and I thought about it, I go back and forth. But at the end of the day, you know, I hope if she's got some mental health issues that she can get to the bottom of them. You know what I mean? I, I don't take those things lightly. Um, I deal with anxiety issues myself. So I know that those things can kind of be debilitating and people really don't understand why. However. You took a pause and said, however, I'm, I'm, I'm listening now. However, I'm getting ready, I'm getting ready for the jabs. I'm getting ready what you for about to say, however, you know, he, that was a semicolon. Comments. However, tag he me paused. in your comments when you say this, but however, <laughs> she's, we call her the goat. And she calls herself the goat, right? When you saw those the, the little goat, little what she bedazzled her 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 joint with the with the goat on there, yeah, you yeah. embrace that, right? Uh huh. That that's that's asking for the smoke. I want the smoke. Bring it to me. I am the goat. I am the goat. So if you calling yourself the goat, and you're embracing all the pressure, and you're taking all that that limelight, and you're doing all the different things of that nature, then I get you know you put yourself in a situation where. You are going to have stress. You're going to have pressure. Everyone has stress and pressure. That's how we measure our champions and our great ones. How do they deal with the stress and the pressure? She folded. She said, I can't do it. I'm not coming out. Now, you know, we've had conversations about whether she's got some sort of thing where she's got a disconnect between her brain and whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm having a hard time with that because it's not like she jumped in the air and just like landed on her, on, on her back. I mean, she still landed on her feet. She didn't even fall. She just kind of messed up her thing. She... She choked, man. She missed a free throw. She airballed a free throw. She did whatever. And, she, and, and opposed to coming back out, she said she didn't want to do it. So I'm not going to kill the girl. I'm going to still say, hey, listen, you know what? At one point, you were the you at one point you were the greatest of all time. 
but we can't give her just the pass. We had to hold her to the same standard that we would hold LeBron to if he said, I'm not going to play in these games anymore because mentally I'm not here. We had to hold her to the same standard that we, we just had some boxing dude who says, no mas, I'm not coming back out because I just don't feel it tonight. Good use, you, good use of no mas. I like that one. Go you ahead. Can't, you, can't, you can't claim GOAT. You can't own it, right? Why do people hit LeBron? Because he calls himself King James, right? Once you start doing it to yourself, everybody else doing it is one thing. But once you start owning it and you start doing it, that bravado, you say, it's me. Give me the smoke. And then all of a sudden the smoke comes, the fire comes, and you can't do it. I, I can't I can't give her a pass just because she's Haitian. E.T. Everybody hates you, man. Uh, we got it's Haitian, though, for real. Everybody, you gonna claim everybody. E.T.P. What you got for me, man? I know it's been a week of conversation that is as that we have not seen any sports analysts, any show, not deal with this topic. And when you know how we do it on on the Ball Hawk Sports Talk, we get rough, rugged, and raw. But what we don't want to do is be a duplicate of what the other discussion is. So. What's your angle that you think is might be a little different than what others have said this week? Yeah, so I think the the most challenging part of this is that mental health becomes this very broad definition, right? When we when it's a physical injury, you don't say somebody just has a is having physical health issues, right? It's an ankle, it's a shoulder, it's some other injury. And I think when we talk about mental health, people automatically with she was she was dismissed very early where oh you're just not up for the moment you're not you know you're you choked or you you know you're emotionally unstable and what i've learned personally just through this week and i'm actually really surprised that it hasn't been discussed more in the world or outside the world of gymnastics is i mean literally her mind is not able to convince her body <laughs> to do the things that it needs to do so i so i look at it a little bit differently than what's what's that just, phenomenon what's that phenomenon called you you mentioned it yeah to me. so they it's it's a really technical term it's called the twisties <laughs> so it's it's a really it That's sounds what I like call fun. my mustache from time the <laughs> right. Right. all right so but it's a real yeah. term this is a real term yeah so real Got term it. and and basically the the mind doesn't isn't able to have that spatial awareness where it puts it puts a gymnast or and also divers at risk that they don't know where they are in the air and they may land on a body part or a, so basically you know. she's me she just became me <laughs> yeah she just became became more immortal the question is like regular folks right, right. jump over land on their head but to that point i mean maybe it is it is a matter of you know they say that it's driven by high stress and high pressure so maybe she isn't able to process the state, the big stage, but she's been here before. She's been in the Olympics. She's won gold medals. This year is different. She's the face of, of the country for the next couple of weeks. And maybe that is what affected her, but I don't necessarily take it from the perspective that she's weak. I mean, she's, she's done this before. She's won all the gold medals. She's doing things that are undefined by the sport and she's being penalized for even taking the sport beyond what it's even capable of today so she's the only person in the world that can do what she does and so when she has to tap out i have to give her the benefit of the doubt and have to assume that it's really extreme and based on what i've been learning about this concept of the twisties it's not just you know folding in the playoffs missing a couple of free throws it's it's putting your body at risk and they're basically somebody i was reading something they said it's like diving into a pool with no water that's what they do on a regular basis. And so if your mind isn't allowing you to, to operate and function, to perform those 
you know, those uh, tasks, then I can't imagine trying to move forward. And it, and it's empowering, but at the same time, it does throw into question, you know, is there something deficient in terms of her capability? But it seems to be a very common thing in gymnastics that I wouldn't dismiss We've as a as a condition. I mean, you had to Google it and you had to go on the dark web. Arachnid, yeah. whatever. I don't know if y'all watch that show, but anyway, so you had to go on the dark web to find it because I've never heard of any in the history. I've been watching gymnastics and Olympics forever, and you never ever heard of a star doing it before. So, obviously, people have rare situations that happen. I, I one thing I did say, I saw her in an interview, she was saying things are different because when she first was doing it, she was so young, she ain't know any better. She's so so now she's like, now that I'm older, you know, uh, I understand how much how I could get hurt, and I think about that and do whatever. So she is kind of like getting into her own head. I just don't want to – I think we're too quick to make it a clinical diagnosis. Something's wrong with her. Look, man, mm-hmm. I, I love Simone Biles, right? She's great. She's a great story. She did great in the Olympics or whatever. You know, she still she still had a period where she was the greatest of all time, and she's accomplished things no one else has accomplished. She's all great. Well, I mean, it is what it is. I think I'm a decent person, but when I mess up, y'all got to tell me I messed up. Hey, Reg, you had a bad show. You had to do whatever. I can't just give you this cl- – now, if somebody comes out and tells me later – Okay, fine. It's something clinical, but I, I kind of feel like we just kind of grasping because it's not like she's just jumping in the air and just looks completely crazy. She just took an extra step. She landed really hard in this one vault. It, you know what I mean? Like, are you really twisties? And you said you got the twisties, but you still landed on your feet? Well, she posted, I mean, she did post some video yesterday where she wasn't able to land on her feet. And this was in a a soft, I mean a padded gym where she was doing the uneven bars. So yeah, I mean, it's... I don't I think know, that, though, Ellis, that when she posted that, my theory is this. If you explaining, you losing. And her posting that was in response to the backlash she's gotten. I love Simone Biles, too. And I will take a page out of, of Big Flo's book and put a very emphasized, however. Right here. Love Simone Biles, however. When it comes to the greats, greatest of all time, the GOAT discussion... It's strict liability. We have a strict liability approach to most of our greats, or I would say all of our greats. And strict liability, using that legal term, means that it's an automatic responsibility. If you don't deliver when the entire world, the entire team, we'll start with the entire team, is depending on you. If you don't deliver, there's a strict liability standard when it comes to our goats. And that's why when LeBron James shuns the last shot, I don't care if it's the right basketball play. Strict liability says that if somebody else misses that shot, we still going to blame LeBron James. Strict liability with our goats applies. And I just, I, I, I love Simone Biles too. And we should have the conversation about mental health. We should have the conversation, the revelation about the twisties. But if the pressure of the moment created that, now I see one of our live listeners and it's the perfect time to say it. We ask you every week, humbly, please like, please comment, please share, tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody that you know, and introduce them to the Ball Hawk Sports Talk. But we have live listeners, and one of our live listeners is telling me that this was the first time she had to compete off her medication. I've not verified that. Uh, but if that's the case, if that led to the high stress, I get it. But even in a high stress situation, right, because Mental health, and, and I put it in air quotes because as Big Flo says, let's not get too clinical. In that moment, it's tough for me to I don't have first of all, I'm not I'm I'm not trained to spot mental health and diagnose it. So I, I admit that I'm not trained to do that. But when I think of mental health, I also think of when that that 
baseball player is in a hitting slump. That's a form of mental health issues, right? When that wide receiver all of a sudden can't catch the ball, come across the middle because he can't focus. That's a form of mental health issues because the anxiety of that moment changes your ability to focus. So I think it's a real thing. And granted, her flipping in the air and, and the potential injury there too is different than most sports. But in my example of the wide receiver going across the middle, if you can't focus, somebody's going to take your head off. There's a danger inherent in that. But but when it comes to the GOATs, we normally have a strict liability approach to how we gauge them, how we judge them in the biggest moments. This is as big of a moment as there is. And she's left me dealing with sort of how to grapple with, yes, when it comes to your mental health, that's far more important than a gold medal. Right. But yeah. at the same time, as, as a sports fan, as, as someone that does this podcast and we have to analyze athletes, it doesn't mean you're exempt Mm-mm. from the analysis thereafter. For sure. And that's the part where I've noticed that that on social media, everyone's protecting her. And, 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 and the uneven bars that I want to get to, ironically, is not about her mental health because she is the absolute right and responsibility to protect her mental health and protect her physical health. Because if she had the twisties, something bad and tragic could have happened. But the uneven bars I really want to get into is just the, the response. Because women have come out not only women, women and men, but largely just at least on my social media feed, I've seen women protect that decision like no other. They are fighting for that decision. Whereas I don't see that with, with, with men. Maybe we just don't, don't, don't really vibe with each other like that. But when it comes to LeBron James, specifically the King, when he misses that shot, we talk about it. Kevin Durant, we talk, we talk about the Greek freak when he was missing them free throw. We talk about it. You can go down a laundry list of guys, Markel Fultz, uh, Ben Simmons after the playoffs, Donovan McNabb throwing up in the Super Bowl. We talk about him. Uh, Chris Webber calling that timeout in a high-pressure situation. We laugh about him. We talk about him. So the way that that, that, that women have come out and support and protected, they, I was about to say somebody else, but the same thing. I almost said Naomi Osaka. Same thing, though. She nation too. <laughs> she nation too. But the way they protected Simone Biles, Shakari Richardson, I'm bobbing with it. And my question is you sort of like this, this, you know, we, we hear mm-hmm. in sports a lot of times great, in sports. Example too. You're right. Act Nobody like a girl. Gives, don't, don't act like a girl. A pass. If somebody got caught smoking, a dude got caught smoking weed before that. Nobody's giving them a pass about their mama. Died. We're not. We're not. Someone said Nick Anderson. I love it. And, and maybe, maybe the, the, the thing is we don't need to, apply the standard to Simone Biles, maybe we need to change the standard for the other greats. Yeah. Because the whole concept of act like a girl, I love what the women are doing and supporting Simone Biles. Maybe we all need to sort of air quote, act like a girl when it comes to our greats because they're all human. They're all susceptible of a moment where the pressure is too high. The anxiety is too deep and they want to get away from that shot. The, uh, the the Euro Cup, there were a lot of veteran players that shot away from that 19-year-old kid shot that PK because there were other players that didn't want that spotlight. They did not want that smoke. And they took heat for it. So the, 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 the way women have responded 
um, because we put a lot of emphasis on toxic masculinity when it comes to sports. Maybe we need to be celebrating what I want to call more of a, 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 a human, more feminine approach because women are supporting Simone Biles. Maybe we need to just infuse that more in how we cover sports. I don't know what you guys think, but but yeah. something's different I, here. I mean, like we so, can't we can't just just dump these people down the drain. Like again, I think Simone Biles has, has been a, a great role. Just so many great things you could say about her. But in this situation, you you cannot just give her a pass. Part of being the greatest in a sport is the pressure. I couldn't imagine ever being on that one inch or whatever three inch beam and doing a backflip, and I definitely couldn't imagine doing it with the the whole world watching. I mean, that's crazy. That's why I don't do it, right? That's I'm not great like that, right? The, There's the, other reasons why you don't do it too, but I, I get what you're can't saying. Can we just let my little flow go? I was, my bad, I was on my bad, big flow. But you know what I'm saying? Like the reason why the reason why we're so excited and we celebrate athletes so much and what they do is because these people go under amazing pressure and they had to do these things and rise to the occasion. You know, look at guys like like Westbrook. You know, they say you know he's great until the playoffs, right? Why? Maybe the pressure of the playoffs gets to him. Every single athlete that is out there has to deal with the high pressure uh, situations and the Michael Jordans, the Tiger Woods of the world, the ones that we hold at the highest, the, the Tom Brady's of the world, that the highest are the ones that when the, when the tough is gone, your back is against the wall. They say, I want the ball. I want to go do it. Simone just, she just says she's not that person. She's not to do it, but we have to, we can't just go and coddle. We have to treat her the same way. Let's respect her as an, the athlete that she is and treat her like that. You want to smoke, you call yourself the GOAT, we got to treat you as the GOAT. And let's not say the whole act like a girl stuff because you know what? Hats off to the girls. Was it Suni is her last name? They won the- uh, Suni all, Lee. All Suni this Lee. stuff going along. She was not supposed to be there. She's not supposed to be doing this. She stepped up. Um, Great story said, too. Immigrant family, dad that, got paralyzed in an accident uh, two years ago. Stuff, Great right? story. And I hate the fact that she's that her, her success is overshadowed by- What's going on with Simone? I feel like, man, let's take a, a pause and let's celebrate this young lady. Was she the same one that had to step in for the all around, or was that the other girl? No, she that was. was the other well, she was in the. That was like the Hispanic. Yeah, girl, she right? wasn't no, the alternate. So yeah, the, yeah. the alternate. I mean, think about. Let's take let's let's take a moment to celebrate her since we're talking about girls and acting like a girl. And they train together. Her and Simone Biles train together. But but come on now, big flow, so, fair, okay. fair but fair but I don't. Yes, celebrate the the accomplishments of Suni Lee, but. In the example that I gave, LeBron James, when LeBron James passes up that shot and somebody else makes the game-winning shot, that's a footnote. We are going to talk about LeBron James shying away from that shot. And that is the response, sort of like the benefit and the burden of a platform. Her platform is so much larger than everybody else. You're right. The entire world was watching the Olympics for Simone Biles. And my man, what's up, Juca, uh, says, you know, and, and I'm going to read it because I think it, it will help us navigate through this. He says, respectfully, I disagree. She's already proven she's the absolute best gymnast to have ever existed. I agree. So much so the Olympic organization tried to artificially limit her points so her competitors could compete. I agree. She may have a doubt about it landing, but the real reason why she dropped uh, uh, dropped out was about politics. She basically said, F y'all, which given the situation, she has an absolute right to. I'm not taking so, away her right. I don't know if I take that approach. I was with him. I don't necessarily think it was political. Yeah. It seemed like in that moment, she was really distraught about the twisties. Uh, yeah. But her being distraught about the twisties isn't something that just fell out the sky. 
It, it right. was created by nice the pressure of, of the moment. And that's why I agree with everything he said. But I also think that if you are that great, undeniably the best gymnast that have ever lived, some have argued maybe the best athlete that ever lived, then you've got to undergo the same strict liability, scrutiny, and analysis, and criticism in some regards with some people that others do. Or we got to change the standard for everybody else. Yeah. Because but, I don't so the, like they're not, not calling her, you know, they're yeah. calling her unpatriotic. She wasn't a good teammate. That's, that's, I, that's stupid. Let's not, stop, let's not let's that is. that people. That, yeah. that's, that, that's how stupid people are. That's the same stupidity that we have in basketball. Uh, yeah, but let, let's put uh, it. Go ahead. Let's put it. Let's put it in context, right? Like I, so this, so my opinion, and I am one that would argue she's the greatest athlete ever of all athletes. But that aside, I think there's yeah. layers to this because she is being celebrated, but she's also being condemned, right? So I think that protection and that respect is important. Like it, her decision should be respected. She's the greatest gymnast that's ever gotten on a mat on uneven bars anything and so, so far because i know big flow's considering it so so far yeah right. sure we qualify so, so far she's the best represent yeah, haiti in 2024 um yeah but based on that right like she has she's earned the right to know and say when she doesn't want to go the difference in why i think there is a lot of people celebrating this is because gymnastics is a sport that is primarily made up, at least on the female side, not not so much on the male side, but it's very young girls. They are silenced. They are pressured into doing things with these older coaches. Like it's a it's a culture that is not very empowering to these athletes to make decisions for their safety, for their health, for what's best for them. And so her taking that stance in a very traditional environment there's something to be said about it now, but to your point, it it does not absolve her from critique in terms of how her legacy may or may not be affected as an athlete where on the biggest stage that only comes around four-ish years, depending on where there's a pandemic, <laughs> she wasn't able to, she Touché. wasn't able to, to deliver. So That's right. I, I look, I, I am all in favor of her decision. But I'm also at least trying to be fair in my response to the response, because online it's as though and I've seen it more from, at least in my feed, the amazing women that are accomplishing amazing things in this world are riding for Simone right now. They are absolutely right. Good for you, girl. You like that. That whole concept of act like a girl when it comes to the reaction Either one or two things. We've got to apply that standard to all athletes and not make it gender specific. Or she's going to take this heat because mental health is very important. But how yeah. many athletes in other sports have dealt with mental health of the, the, the pressure of being in that moment? LeBron James has been a household name since he was 16 years old. 16. He was vilified by the entire basketball world when he made the amazing decision to come play for the Miami Heat. But the ESPN show called The Decision, produced by ESPN, and then that same ESPN used their platform to say, oh, it was just a selfish, selfish, who does it? He has been in this conundrum of being the spotlight forever, and we do not give him a break.
And I get it. Some have said that there's there's a difference to the sport because of the severity of potential injury. Yes, there are other sports that have potential injury consequences if you're not out there fully focused, football being one of them. But yet we still expect Jerry Rice to go across the middle and catch the ball in the Super Bowl, despite maybe the pressure of doing so. And he could get his head taken off if he's not doing so focused. So all I'm saying is we got to we got to do one or two things. And yes, you can you can die if you're if you flip the wrong way in gymnastics. But that didn't just start this week, y'all. She's been the greatest of all time with that same risk, a part of her sport since she started the sport. The business implications of her not being the most decorated athlete ever in the Olympics because of this decision, I think, are going to be long lasting. But now I'm seeing the response to it. She might now be the face of mental health. Her and uh, Naomi Osaka have now become the face. I celebrate their decision, too. I know that mental health is very important, too. But the backlash they get, I think they're uneven bars in terms of how we are looking at their decisions and analyzing them versus other superstars. Markel Fultz forgot how to shoot a basketball. Ben Simmons has been the, the, the main topic of shooting woe memes since he forgot how to shoot a layup. He passed up a layup. Not because he hadn't shot layups before, because the pressure of the moment was too big. Yeah. Don McNabb throwing up in the in the Super Bowl huddle. We all said, ah, he was soft. It's just a part of sports. And so to my my sister in who have been on the feed riding for Simone Biles, good for you. But I think her criticism isn't too far-fetched. If I relate it, relatively speaking, if I relate it to other goats and she is the goat, hence this is a story. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the, the like I said, the, the conflict or the tension is that she's being celebrated for being injured. Right. Like that in and of itself, we're not celebrating. I mean, the irony of this is in other sports and in, uh, with other physical injuries, People question people's heart when they're if they perform with an injury or if they don't perform because of some injury load management. Right. Kyrie Irving got destroyed for not, you know, not playing in regular season games. Kawhi Leonard load management protecting themselves got destroyed for it. So it it does seem like there's a little bit of a double standard, but also because mental health is this really ambiguous thing. We don't even know enough about it. But all that to say like her her decision again i still stick by she should be respected with her decision but celebrating somebody that's injured it's it's really weird but i do get the history of gymnastics especially i mean there's sexual abuse cases like this the culture of this organization has some really bad history and it's silenced a lot of these young ladies so that it should be celebrated that she took it upon herself to say, look, I'm not going to risk myself. But to your point, you still got to put the context of the sports and the athlete where why are you being celebrated for not being able to live up to the moment? And I think those two things are very different. They are different. And look, we're not we're going to agree to disagree because I don't think there's one way here. I'm actually saying that there needs to be more parity. I, I, I just wish that we, again, could 
apply this same understanding to other athletes. And I'm as tough as anybody on the athletes or else we wouldn't have a show. Right. Mm -hmm. But I didn't recognize how different it is. And people might say, it's, you know, I see someone in the comments said it's apple to oranges comparing LeBron to Simone only because it's a different sport. See, they I both think, celebrate, I say think it's disrespectful to women athletes to not want to compare the people to not try to put that to say it's apples and oranges or whatever. I will say there's there is a, a bigger risk out there for for gymnasts because of, you know, falling your head, do whatever. I didn't think she was looking that crazy out there. But what I'm, how what about boxing? When when Roberto, Roberto Duran said no moss, we called him a quitter. Mm -hmm. How so about how about football? If somebody right goes there. out there and they're not mentally prepared, you can get your head taken off. Mm -hmm. But guess what we would do if one of the quarterbacks was like, "Nah, I'm not really feeling that today." Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's the whole purpose of that's why we watch other people do these things, right? Because we can't they have these innate skills that to be elite, and they have this mental capacity and the physical attributes and so it does challenge like treating athletes like humans actually contradicts the entire premise of sports right like right. you have yeah, you have to have a sickness a twist three times in the air before right. the ground out there on right. The right you have to be addicted to achievement you have to be the most alpha competitive person you have to be a stone cold killer you have to be focused and and that's what's celebrated. These sicknesses are celebrated. They don't work the same in, in other parts of life. But we're now seeing that athletes are human. But is that now going to challenge the premise of sports altogether? Because it's kill or be killed in sports, proverbially, right? Unapologetically. Right. And the stuff that she and, has done, <laughs> the, right? The, the routines that she put together were based on the fact that she is better than everybody else. There's a different standard. They were based on that. And all I'm saying is this. Call it apples to oranges if you want. But if in the moment, the biggest moment of the biggest game, when all eyes were watching, uh, and I keep using LeBron James because it's very hard to find a comparable. She's that darn good. If, if, if the pressure got to them such that they could not do what they normally do at the level that they do it, and they decided, LeBron in this case, I, I, I can't go forth, the legacy would be forever tainted. In an odd way, I think this has helped their legacy and, and I say in an odd way, not saying it's wrong, but saying that it should be equally applied because they are humans. They do, they, they do succumb to pressure. I see one of our, our, our live listeners is, is commenting about ADHD and being medicated. She's not alone. There are a lot of great athletes that are medicated for whatever reason. And they have an episode in a moment and we don't analyze it as such. We analyze it like fans. They, they 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 shrunk in the in the moment. They folded. They choked. These are the verbs we normally use. And so the fact that some, not me, because I, I actually, in an odd way, I feel more like I gotta do better as a sports fan. I need to stop using those verbs because this I really do empathize with her that 
She has to go through this. She has to be the center of attention for all the wrong reasons because this was her moment. But it, we, we got to have an equal application. I mean, we even dog dudes who get hurt a lot and say they're injury prone. Man, dude, you do. You call here. Anthony they Davis do. Glass, Mr. Mr. Glass. Glass. I didn't want to say it, but you said it. He's always twisting his ankle. It's like, man, dude, do something. Get right. So The, be, the best mental. ability is availability. How many okay, times have you heard that on sports shows? Yeah. yeah. She's not available. She's not available. So, again, let's not – this is sports now. Let's not kill anybody, right? Let's not yeah. go out crazy, whatever, say some mean things to her or whatever. But let's just hold her accountable and say, listen, you know, this This is on your – it's going on your permanent file. This goes on your file. Goes on your file. You. At least it's going. It's going to be a part yeah. of the story. It's part not the, story, the only. It's not the only chapter, but it's That's a chapter so in the story. Um, you know, I- interesting times. I don't know if there's anything else that you guys if in the Olympics because that it, it seems like all the other headlines have been put on the back burner because of this, and we That's understand the, why. Because again, she's the goat. That's the tragedy. Exclamation yes. point. Well, uh, hopefully other- it's not the end of the story, right? She can still she's come still back. Good. Maybe she'll, she'll so come bad. back like Paul Pierce in the wheelchair. And- she had to do. You think? But you think she had to do? Is that what it was? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The BGs, yeah. the bubble so, guts. Yeah, but I mean, I, you know, it's it's valid, right? And and it's on the Olympic stage with all these other double standards. Like, uh, what was the one? There's the the women's beach handball team. That was the who, the who say that again. Hold on, That's beach handball, which beach, women's beach handball team. What what yeah. was the double standard there? Left handed. So they were they're being fined on a daily basis for wearing longer shorts. They weren't they're not wearing the bikini bottoms that are I guess requisite for the for the sport, and they're being penalized. Uh, singer Pink tried to offer to pay the fine, but they're, I mean, they're moving forward, accepting the fine, but very double standard. We're in a weird world, man, 2021, because I, I saw the NBA draft like last night and Jalen green, who was in a sequence, uh, bell bottom gray suit with a lace shirt underneath is notorious for wearing short shorts. We things are going opposite. And now the, these young ladies wanted to wear longer shorts, but that is like, why is the uniform even discussed? Yeah, like why, the men, why the men don't wear thongs when they're out there playing volleyball? Right. Women like to see that. I don't know, man. You need to write your local congressman for that. I don't have an Just answer say, for that. Big it, look, my, look, I was cool with, uh, with all the uniform stuff till my dog, baby girl started playing volleyball and I feel like the shorts are way too short. I see too many little girls with their cheeks out. And I want to say, what's the motivation? You can't tell me. My daughter's always chugging at her shorts. You can't tell me that's more comfortable than I can't. I don't know why she can't wear some baggy like Fab Five shorts. You got to live the double stand. You on both sides of the double stand. Because something tells me in high school, I'm just going to go out here on a limb. Something tells me in high school, those same shorts, when you would go to the high school volleyball games, those same shorts were uh, the reason you, not the only reason, but one of the reasons you went to those volleyball games. I'm going to just speak for myself. In high school, you better believe. And now you don't want those shorts. So you live both sides of this double standard. Correct. Yeah. Well, I think either way is the choice. You're beyond, you know. you're beyond denial, man. You you, nah, you already you know, you had, yeah, baby girl. You had a little baby girl ruins a lot of things for you because you know you just got to start maturing and stuff. You got to start looking at things the other way. <laughs> Wait, that ruins things for you that you have to mature. <laughs> it's easy to be a pig, right? It's easy to be a, a locker room guy. You know, maybe you can be yeah. president one day. You know, if you be a pig. So anyway, at the end of the day. You know, baby girl makes me look at things. She's making me grow as a person. I didn't, I didn't think I had any growing left to do, but I did. But that's true. There's there's no reason in the world why you have to have these girls scantily clad in outfits to play the sport if they don't think that's comfortable and you get fined for not doing it. 
I think volleyball used to have a certain amount of inch of fabric under the uh, your groin area, and if you if it was too high, it was an illegal outfit. Who made that rule? And the only reason they said the groin area because if they would have said the buttocks, it would have been so obvious that it was run by a whole bunch of pigs like you. I meant a whole bunch of pigs. My bad, man. You admitted to you just said it, but well, men have done formed pigs. I used to be a pig, four pig. But who made that rule? Uh, it's a stupid rule, very stupid rule. But but so my whole take on like the uh uh acting like a girl that's been a knock in sports and male sports fabric. Like you're dribbling like a girl, you're throwing like a girl, you're doing X, Y, Y, like and now we see these amazing female athletes, these women doing amazing things in sports, and so amazing that maybe we should be saying we should start acting. Like a girl, cause Suni Lee stepped in there like a boss, a boss, unfazed, or maybe as fans we should start acting like a girl, cause women are riding for Simone Biles. What was straight that up girl that stepped into the team competition and she seen a girl come out with the high bar straps on and she just had to jump up and compete in the Olympics. In the Olympics, but that wasn't Sunny though. That was the other. That wasn't not. That, that was, and I'm mad. I can't remember her name. That was her training partner. It was I'm the like, other black man, Why aren't we talking more about that? This girl was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm up." Unfazed. Okay. You just. We had a concert, and he just tossed the mic into the stands and said, "You rapping now?" Whoa, hold on. What? What's up? She's like, "Give me a couple seconds." You would have peed on yourself. She had big flow. You would have peed on yourself. That's a stretch. Huh? That's yeah. Hey, she she been training and she's on the team. She's got the Man, uniform. You're not ready to go. She, you know she's it's not like? a it's fan. Like the, it's like the, trying it's to like spit the, a freestyle. Yo, come, son. Yo, come on, come on. <laughs> no, you know what son. it's like? It's like the first she's a she's a Olympian on the first play, and then the second series, the second string quarterback go down, and that dude who had the clipboard and the hat. Like yeah, you're not ready. The, the game. I didn't come for that. Yeah, she I mean, it's happened in basketball a lot. Like you, so used to being on the bench, you don't even wear your uniform under your warmups because you know you're not going to play. It happened to my guy. He played at Auburn. Shout out to my big bro, Otis Miles. Uh, his freshman year, he's supposed to redshirt, and they go through like four running backs in the first half. He hears on the loudspeaker because that's before the redshirts. He's older than me. Before the red shirts would be on the sideline, he hears on the loudspeaker, Otis Miles, can you please report to the locker room? He goes out there and does work in the second half. But that's the equivalent, man. You got to be mentally strong to a whole nother level, man, and be ready right there on the spot. So shout out to her. Uh, I do think that the uniform thing is absolutely sexist. And I'm hoping that because the Olympic Committee has already said that they're going to do something about it. But I'm hoping as more women evolve and succeed in athletics and then go on to be decision makers we see a a, a more fair and and gender neutral approach to sports because sport is sport is sport however i'm i don't know if somebody gonna get upset but women beach hand but how many sports they gonna have in the doggone olympics man what I don't know what qualifies as a sport. It's a whole bunch of questionable sports right now. Three on three boxing, I think, is the next. Three on three, <laughs> on, three, three on three boxing. It's going to be a, a cage match. A cage it's going to be. <laughs> is there boxing in this Olympics? I haven't seen anybody. There's yeah, boxing. boxing. It hasn't yeah. come. This yet. is the uh, most the most events in any Olympics ever. Everybody no get a trophy. Spectators. What, what do y'all think? No, about this three on three? no fans. All the events. Everybody get a trophy. What do y'all think about this three on three basketball? I like it, man. I like it. I, I'm glad to see it's uh, it's picking up steam. But the men, the men, I'm not that interested in because it just feels like it's just watching pickup basketball. Bums. They're so big Three and bums. yeah. But the women, I I'll tell you what, man. I 
watching the women is is pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. Actually, gold medal. That, they want a gold medal. They won. Yeah, though. You team USA won the gold medal. And and you know, Jackie what, Young, I, honestly, Notre Dame. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Notre Dame. Talk, talk, talk. What were you gonna say about it? I think I think women's three on three is more exciting than the WNBA than five on five. It, it's based on what I've watched in the in the Olympics, just because you get to see you get to see a lot more. The listen, it's I'm just saying it's an exciting. You get to the from what I could see with the three on three, the women were able to display their skills, <laughs> display their skills in a way that you don't see in, in five on five because the court the court is long. So before so I, I let you her. finish, can I just say that I absolutely do not agree with that. That is Ellis. I do, you know, these are not the views of the show. This is Ellis. Uh, I, I love the WNBA, but I've said that on this show several times. I like watching it with my sons because it's fundamental basketball. And I like women's college basketball. You you're telling me that three on three basketball for you is more exciting than five on five WNBA basketball. General from it's it's fast. I'm not from what I've seen, it's Ooh, it's a fast game. Bad. You get to see a lot of the the skills close up. Like there's just a lot more kind of street ball elements to it that I think are exciting. And so, and especially if you think about it from a business standpoint, the WNBA has twelve teams, twelve you know twelve women on each team. That's 144 or twelve athletes on each team. 144 players. So you could split that out. You could have more teams. You know, the, the WNBA is losing money every year. So just from an innovation standpoint, watching it still, at first I, glance. They, I thought they turned a profit. No. no, no $10 million loss, operating loss every year. So if we're starting, because I know, in. yeah, 25 years in. And I know, you know, we talked about million. people talk about lowering the rims and doing all of this. But I think just changing the game in a, in a really dramatic way because it so is exciting. Saying, it's nonstop. Sure, I just want to make sure we're clear. You saying that the WNBA <laughs> should switch to three-on-three three league is what you're saying. I think it should be a consideration. Should Ice you can have more teams. or Ice Cube, can't... I don't know, man. Uh, Ice Cube does run a successful three-on-three three league. I just want to make it's sure clear. It's growing. It's growing. I just so You should call it the, big, the W Big Three. Is that what you should call it? Uh, call it the big, yeah, the big three. The I, big three. Look. Just because watching it, it's it's more fast paced, it's more exciting. I think it, it's worth a consideration just because I don't know if it's because when you watch the NBA, the court is looks small, right? Like Giannis, Giannis can take three steps from half court and dunk it. And so the, the game is fast, where with the women it's a little bit slower. So this kind of changes that. It allows them to get a little bit busy, feels more like street ball. I think the it's game worth ain't the consideration. Slow, you're just not watching fast enough. That's what it is. <laughs> that sounds like some pimp Chicago stuff there. Look, I, I like the game being slower because it shows it fundamental, but I do think that the average fan, because we have attention deficit di disorder as a nation, likes uh the more exciting plays. So I suggested to a friend that plays in WNBA consider uh, bringing the goals down to nine and a half, and you would have thought I slapped her right in her face and said something about her mama. She was offended. And I guess the whole uneven bars concept and the uh, outlook when it comes to mental health, there's a version of it here too. Like physically, we know the 10-foot goal has been a challenge for women to dunk the basketball. And maybe you don't change the game because the fan is not sophisticated enough to appreciate it. But when you're talking about a business component, like how are you going to draw eyeballs in? Ellis, you say turn it to three on three. I say lower the basket to nine and a half. And all of those suggestions, both of those suggestions, 
I think are going to be offensive, and 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 I don't think that they necessarily I mean, why not just should be make it a game of horse. But why? But why offensive? I guess why? Why are they offensive? I mean, because because of the fact that women can do whatever men can do on a basketball court, shy of regularly dunk the basketball, and they've played just as long. They've committed the, to, to to the craft just as long. So I get where women would be defensive and say, "Don't change our game." Just yeah, because the fan can appreciate it, but I'm just looking at it from a business perspective. It's right, sports business a, and entertainment here. And, and from the business perspective, sports, say again. No, I'm just saying from a business perspective, you you can't control what the consumer likes. You gotta adjust to what the consumer likes well, as I mean, a business which is owner. Right. They do that right. sport. You're right. Right. Yeah, and, and well, that, that that's all I'm saying. And uh, I, we're I mean, all weeds now, but go ahead. Yeah, but women, I mean, women's sports like tennis, right? There's tennis. T- women's tennis and men's tennis has different rules different you know best of three best of five there's just there's there's always adjustments the three-point line in the nba has changed multiple times distance wise there's shot clock changes there's always revisions to the rules and the format of the game that that are built to build audience right and and so i'm just saying from the perspective it doesn't necessarily need to be the exact same game and right. they need to find ways to make it exciting. Now, granted, all this is under the premise that they don't invest enough in growing the WNBA. It's hard to watch games. It's they, right. they just hired a CMO for the first time. So I understand that they're not promoting it fully, but just as a pure fan of the sport of basketball, watching women's three on three, I was really excited about watching it. It was nonstop. I was getting to see them do a lot more, you know, a lot more trickery and and just be right. a little bit more like you know schoolyard and look it was exciting to watch uh your suggestion of going three on three for the WNBA aside uh the fact that jackie young shout out to the notre dame with her gold medal and the women's three on three but the fact that she got a call on the 17th like hey we got a flight for you just show up and and they were able to win the gold medal says to me it's just not too it's, it's not different enough from basketball for it to be a sport i think the olympics are going off the deep end everybody's getting a doggone medal if you didn't make the men's olympic basketball team you don't get another bite at the apple and go three on three or the women's basketball team jackie young didn't make or her three teammates there's four together but they didn't make the women's usa basketball team they got another another bite of the apple i think it's everybody uh you know gets a trophy but not putting that aside let's deal with just the the entertainment value of WNBA and the unsophisticated neanderthal fan that just wants to see what they would call entertaining i don't think the adjustment should be offensive to my sisters out there because we we talk a lot about uh you know who run the world girls ladies are in the the topics today and it's three men talking about it so maybe that's unfair in itself uh, I am the proud brother of three amazing sisters. So hopefully I just tried to bolster my credentials to have this conversation. But it shouldn't be offensive that we're trying to make the adjustments for the fans to 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 watch the game more. Because if you think about it in other sports, there are adjustments. That's why in golf, they play from the ladies' tees. Why? Because physically, it is known that, that the ladies' tees makes it a little more competitive game from a scoring perspective. And so I just think the same thing would be true for lowering the baskets, yeah. for the entertainment value, for the fans. And we'll leave it there. I don't know if anybody has anything else to say, I, but we got to say based, based on the fact that you what you the analogies you made, I, I think lowering the rims probably isn't the, isn't the worst idea. I don't really think, you know, there's still not going to be a bunch of people dunking. I really don't, you know, that's 
that's not a necessity for me uh, as far as to, to watch the sport. I do think they play the basketball game fundamentally right. Three on three to me, it's more of a slap in the face because like you're just changing the sport completely and just saying get to hell with basketball, throw it away. It's half court. <laughs> it's basketball. Say, wow. It's also he it's slipped basketball. That one in. ETP. You, he slipped that one in. He's like, why don't you just make it horse? He slipped that one right, in. Yeah, you, that one in. Horse. Why don't we just play horse? Do a shoot around. I mean, it ain't that bad. But half court, you take the whole half the court away, and thirty percent of the people get off the court. That's terrible, man. Well, I don't know, man. Sixty percent of people picking. I would love to just see the adjustments because I love watching the game. But ladies, please don't take offense to it. I just think that that when you're thinking of a business, you got to make it um, something that the consumer can digest and want to digest and absolutely have to see the game. I think these lady, young ladies are phenomenal basketball players, and we don't give them credit for it. I love watching it, but I know I'm, a, I'm in rare air when it comes to that. And I think uh, uh, it's safe to say with the level of play when it comes to me on the golf course, I need to shoot from the ladies' tees anyway, and I probably would be dunking on the nine-and-a-half goal anyway. So when we say ladies' tees, it don't mean just the ladies uh, play from those tees. Big Flo, you, you golf? Hmm. Huh? <laughs> I so think even I'm from the my friends. Yeah, right. They would whoop most of us, and the same thing would be true if you lowered the basket. But all right, let's sprint, man, because we got to get on to some other uneven bars topics. And the one that I need to talk about is this press conference in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Aaron Rodgers showed up and showed out. He absolutely showed his bunky, as we say in Florida. I mean, showed his, you know what? This man. In a press conference, said, "Free agents come here not because it's a, a destination city; they come here to play with me." He then called out management and said, "You don't treat people right when you cut them and part ways," and named all of these people. <laughs> and he negated to mention Brett Favre. The irony in that is amazing. Now, Aaron Rodgers is celebrated as the best quarterback in a generation. Despite the fact that you compare his Super Bowls versus Tom Brady's Super Bowls, it ain't much of a comparison. Several have said it. Several pundits on TV have said it. That that's a, that is a statement that has been repeated by reputable sports studio analysts that he is the best in a generation. And they blame his lack of Super Bowl wins on management, on the win, on anything but Aaron Rodgers. When you talk about uneven bars, just imagine. And everything about, ain't about black and white. But in this case, imagine a brother. Imagine Cam Newton said, they ain't come here to play. They ain't coming to your city. They're coming to play with me. He's trying to get traded, though. He just killed the whole city. Nobody want to be in Green Bay. I'm from no, Chicago. he just killed management. He didn't kill the whole city. He killed management. And now management fires back and says, hey, we try to do a good job and we treat people right. And, 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 and I heard the sports world saying – that management should just owned up to making the mistake. It shouldn't be tit for tat. People are really going to bat for Aaron Rodgers. And I think when it comes to quarterbacks especially, but just, just as football players in general, that's an uneven bar. Where in this crazy universe does it make sense for a player like Aaron Rodgers in his first press conference? after what has been a tumultuous offseason with free agency concerns and is he coming back and is he going to hold out? Where in the world do we defend that type of behavior? 
white is right right here man i don't understand how this is even it, we would call lamar jackson the most selfish human on earth if he said man baltimore ain't no party city they come here to play with me what that is think? the most Willie Beeman statement I have heard from a quarterback since watching any given Sunday. What do you think? They come here to play with me, baby. Go ahead. <laughs> what do you think if my man Seattle said that? Russell Wilson. You wouldn't even think he would say that. Man. That, man, Russell the reason Wilson why I'm saying that is because you're church. naming you quarterbacks that. that can't hold a, hold a candle to Aaron Rodgers from a career standpoint. Russell Wilson's got a similar resume, right? Mm -hmm. Super Bowl appearances. Yep. Super Bowl. Yep. If Russell Wilson came out there and said that, what do you think would happen? Honestly, he would be vilified, but 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 I think I think he'd be vilified less, because less than because uh, we're just not yeah. used to somebody being that. We look for the last two days. I've heard like applause for this press conference because they said, "Well, we always ask for our athletes to be honest." He was honest. Why, in one case, is it honest? And in another case, it's selfish. Yeah, I think he I, wants to be vilified because he wants to get up out of there. You don't say that type of stuff. Right. And yeah, he's done. He's trying to get through the trade. <laughs> yeah, he's just he trying just to get through the next year. He's like, I'll be here, but <laughs> you're going to know exactly the situation. I think, you know, Tom Brady's getting a little bit loose. He's unbuttoning his shirt and, you know, being a little bit cocky these days where he shut up for 20 years. I think maybe Aaron Rodgers is – Taking a page out of that book when they were playing golf together, so it was, I don't know. It's said, Man, go, but but it's ironic, him. right? You meant what's that? He's like, tell Brady, hey, just try to tell him they ain't shit. See what happens, right? <laughs> right. This will work. That, this is gonna go great. <laughs> I don't think Russell Wilson would have made it out of the press conference room without getting arrested, yeah. accosted, or something. They would not have stood there and just listened to this man mm, right in my mm. They don't come here for this city. They come I in to play with me. Yeah, I think it's and, the, like and this the fans is a great of question. Green Bay. Like if I think from your point, if like the, the fans of Green Bay, if it was if that was a black star, that might be a different. Oh, I don't know about the media, but the, but the but the but the fans eat him alive. How many eat white him alive? We, they have celebrated him for being honest. Uh, we gonna move on, but before I do, I see, and this is a great question because I think this is an even better comparison because it's, we're saying Patrick Mahomes from a talent standpoint. Is a once in a generation talent. My man Parnell, what's up, Parnell? We miss you, man. That's a part of our crew. What's Parnell, up, Parnell? miss you, baby. Parnell asked in the comments because he's one of our live uh, uh, audience members today. He says, "Would Mahomes say what Rogers said in that press conference?" And I'm going to add, "What would happen?" They both have one Super Bowl. They both were considered once in a generation type talent. And guess what? They both live in, in cities, play for cities that aren't necessarily thought of as Party destinations. destinations. Yeah. <laughs> but Patrick Mahomes would be vilified right now if he made that exact same statement. And I th the Aaron Rodgers, man, the sense of entitlement and privilege that must be, you must be drunk with in order to go down all these lists of players and not mention Brett Favre. You are the beneficiary of them mistreating a veteran on the way out, right. bruh. Right. Yeah, that's the the consistency is funny, right? Because he's calling it out. <laughs> he's calling he's calling it out, but he wouldn't. Well, that, that his career good. wouldn't have started. His career wouldn't have started when it did if and they he had politely, treated Brett Favre with respect. <laughs> his timeline was just perfect, not to say Brett Favre. 
He said yeah. Julius Peppers, Charles Wood, yeah. all these Charles other these other Hall of Famers, but he didn't say Brett Favre. Right. I celebrate you for being honest. How many QBs could get away with it? None. None that look Two. like you and me. I'm Two. saying how many white QBs could say that? Two. I don't think that many white QBs. I think that the Aaron Rodgers must have Tom a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. And, 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 and Drew Brees before he retired. You can't say that. Yeah. You can't think of any other quarterbacks in the NFL, white, black, Hispanic, whatever color we are now, uh, they could say that. So really, it's, it transcends race. <laughs> Uneven bars. Because <laughs> for you to walk in there and say that in that press conference, and a day later, everyone's saying, well, we asked for our stars to be honest. At least he was honest. They love him, man. They love him. He's in Wisconsin. <laughs> Look. Donald Trump was honest too when he said he grabbed women by the you know what because he's a celebrity. We ain't celebrate him for being honest. Hey, we voted him as president. <laughs> Some of us did. Touche. We, Touche. We, Touche. Touche. we in this together now. <laughs> yeah. uh, look, we we for uneven bars, we got to deal with Kyrie Irving because this week uh, Kyrie blasted the newest release of his shoe. Kyrie Irving and Nike have had a partnership for a while and we didn't celebrate him for being honest. They called him a diva. People said he's going to mess up the contract, concern over whether or not uh, Nike's going to walk away from him. You're such a diva, Kyrie. Kyrie, why don't you just do that in, in public, in private settings as opposed to blasting him publicly? All week, that's what we've heard. Just so happens in the same week, he's helping build a solar water center in Pakistan. We focus on his diva, divadom, divaness. I don't know how you say that. And his philanthropy gets ignored, overlooked. And I think just from a coverage standpoint, there's some uneven bars there. We talked about, uh, you know, uh, uh, the uneven bars when it came to, uh, well, I'll bring it up here. I don't know if I said it before, but Naomi Osaka was celebrated for choosing mental health over her interaction with the media. How is that different than what Kyrie said? We drug him through the doggone mud when he said he didn't want to interact with the media personalities because of his mental health. Yeah, And I just think there's uneven bars. We see it time and time again. Kyrie Irving, who, you know, look, he's from, from, from Jersey. And so maybe I'm biased. But it seems as though that, like, like and, and my man Scott Bibb. What's up, Scott Bibb? Another lawyer, uh, loyal listener and supporter of the show. Appreciate you, brother. He says Kyrie is a diva, though. But ain't all of them divas? How is Naomi Osaka saying she don't want to interact with the media because of her mental health? Any less diva than Kyrie saying the same thing. How is this week all about Kyrie Irving expressing how he felt? Because, look, it ain't the same anymore. You can't just put a signature shoe out there and expect the person on that shoe not to say anything. He has the power of the public. He can get right to the public by just one Instagram post. So things have changed. The leverage has changed. It's not, it's not what it used to be. But why is that the focus and not him building a solar water center in Pakistan? It just seems uh, odd to me. Uh, I don't know if either one of you wanted to weigh in before we got on to the next uh, topic. Uh, but I had to bring up Kyrie Irving. I just, I just want to know why his contract or or just why Nike isn't including him or taking input from 
this you know the person on the signature shoe it's one of the best selling sh basketball shoes that nike makes it's the most well, it worn was. by the athletes well yeah this one's this one already is going into the trash but like why why weren't those conversations had before he has to publicly condemn basically what's getting him a portion of that money to go build uh water you know clean water <laughs> facilities and he's challenging it. It's just it's just surprising that, you know, there's always these stories that come out about Nike that kind of leak out. And it's just weird that he would he wouldn't have seen like some kid that leaked the shoe on social media, saw the shoe before Kyrie Irving saw his own shoe. Like there's there's something strange about that. I think Kyrie, man, as a, as a Jersey resident, I got your back, bro. If ain't nobody else got your back, I got your back, bro. I'll give you last word before we move on. I quick think, I think my man, it's like defamation of character, man. Like, did you see how much smoke uh, Steph Curry took when he came out with them shoes? Remember that one version of his shoe was just horrible? And they were all <laughs> over him, the memes and all the mean words people say. They started attacking. I think he just tried to get ahead of it, man. I don't like these shoes either. Don't buy them. So they'll come out <laughs> a new shoe. I told I, you not to put the shoe out. I told you not to put the shoe out. Okay, fine. Yeah. The shoes suck. I ain't nobody gonna buy them. Look, man, if you close if you close your eyes and you just you know take some of them blanks out, right? And just switch the names. Aaron Rodgers got celebrated in his interview for telling the truth. All right, all right, cool. Let me just erase some of those blanks. Kyrie Irving got vilified for telling the truth. Y'all didn't include me in the creative process. I think the shoe was whack, and he got vilified. And I just think hundred percent Aaron Rodgers could do that and not get in trouble. Hundred percent, not get in trouble at all. They we would celebrate him for telling the truth. So I just think it's uneven bars. Uh, we got to talk about King Richard, man. The movie that's coming out that's about Richard Williams, uh, who is, uh, you know, the 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 the. I would call the first family of tennis. He's the father of the first family of tennis. Venus and Serena's father, uh, Richard Williams. Uh, Will Smith is playing Richard Williams. That's how you know you made it, boy, when, when, when Will Smith is playing you. Uh, I love the fact that they're going to do this show. I love the fact that it's going to capture what was also uneven bars. Venus and Serena being great is not like most celebrated families of tennis because they made it from Compton, California. Uh, and, I, and I love that this is coming out. Uh, you know, the business that there's a real business ele element to what he did in developing two of the best players of all time. Shout out to King Richard as a movie. Shout out to Richard Williams as a dad. Shout out to Will Smith for playing it. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the trailer or not, but I'm really looking forward to it. Maybe we'll do a, a movie night. It's going to be a ball hog sports talk sponsored movie night. Big Flo going to pay for it. Uh, so just make sure you reach out to Big Flo and he'll get you one of those movie passes. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing this one, y'all. What about y'all? Did the, did the Williams family have uh, influence on the show, on the movie? Do you know that? I don't know, but I would say because Will Smith is involved, yeah. I would think so. Because he doesn't need yeah. to take anything that is not endorsed by the people being represented. At this point in his career, he has opportunities. So I, I would I think so, but I don't know. I only want to see it if they're involved in it. If they're not involved in it, I'm not interested in seeing somebody's version of their truth because that, that, that gets me messy. Very fair. How about you? ETP Ellis, the producer, you get last word. It's a great story that needs to be told, so I'm excited to see it. Um, and I'm pretty sure that the, 
the I can't imagine they made this film without the family being you know supportive of it. Right. But, I just, you know. but I just think it's it's great to to tell that behind the scenes story. Like I mean, Venus and Serena, we've known forever. You know, Richard has been a little bit more behind the scenes. Obviously, that there's that classic, uh, that classic interview outtake when he checks the the interviewer for asking too many probing questions to Venus. So to be able to have this, I know it'll be a little bit romanticized, but to see some of that behind the scenes, to see how two greats were actually developed and by their father, it'll, I think it's going to be a really good story. Um, I think it requires, greatness at times, requires you to be a little crazy. Uneven. Uneven bars. You got to be a little unsettling to most. Because if you're doing what everybody else is doing, then chances are you're not going to have extraordinary outcomes. And the same is true in the entertainment space. Kanye West now is reportedly sleeping in the stadium that he did his listening party at in Atlanta. I think that's Mercedes Stadium where the Falcons go and lose. (laughs) Sorry, had to. Um, Sleeping in the stadium until his, his album is finished. Does being great... Like, is there a correlation? There's got to be some correlation to genius level, whatever. In this case, genius level type musician. And being being uneven, right? Like, (laughs) they showed a picture of his sleeping quarters. Bars just ain't parallel. There's there's some uneven there, right? Uh, I'm looking forward to the album, man. And when he goes in the complete uneven mode, that's a better way to say it than the other word. You say you call somebody crazy now, boy, you you in trouble. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to it because he is in complete uneven mode. If you sleep in on a cot with those type of I mean, he's a billionaire sleeping on a cot with, with two pair of shoes. It looked like he had maybe two uh, pair of pants, a shirt, and I didn't see no toothbrush, but maybe the, the picture didn't catch it. You got to be kind of uneven to do that. This going to be a classic. What y'all think, man? Yeah. Quick, quick Take entertainment it. break before we move on to the last topic. In this, uh, Taking in this it back section. to the roots. Taking it back to the roots. Sleeping in a jail cell. <laughs> trying to get that, that original music. But yeah, it's, I mean, the, what, the, the, what they're saying is it's a million dollars a day. So genius or not, that's too much money to spend to say is that stay what it anywhere. Came to a million that's what the rumor is. I can't imagine. That's that a different level flex that. than making it rain <laughs> at the, the, the shake giant. A million dollars a day just to sleep at on least a Drake has a somebody. Wait, at, least, at least Drake had a little female with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He tried well, to that was a competition. He's like, oh, you want to go to dinner at the stadium? I live here. In. I live here. <laughs> Ever since he talked about his pool was bigger. <laughs> right. How dare you mess with my pool? I put a lot of work into that pool. Uh, but yeah, man, look, hopefully Kanye and all his unevenness produces um, because the expectation is high. We talk about the expectations being high for Simone Biles and other greats. Uh, yo, you've been mentioning those conversations of the greatest of all time, Kanye. Come with it, Mr. Uneven. Come with it. Uh, I got to end here because in the penultimate topic we talked about, uh, Mr. Richard Williams, I got to end here because Richard Williams really is, is, is just the precursor, the predecessor to LeVar Ball. I got to get my weekly LaMelo Ball story in because LaMelo, man, you know you a boss when you can get your brother Jello. LiAngelo is the legal name. Uh, They're going to be playing together, man. LiAngelo got signed, and I think LaMelo had a lot to do with it. That's a big flex when your little brother can get you signed. Uh, He is talented, but something tells me that 
the fact that his last name is Ball has something to do with it. Do you think he makes it? Leangelo going to make it this time. No Pistons cut him. Does he have a better shot playing with LaMelo? Because I'm sure LaMelo going to be like, yo, man, I want to play with my brother. He's going to get the ball. He's going to feed him, right? So he's going to get chances, but I don't think he's going to make it. You don't think he got a shot? Uh, I I don't know. There's a lot of Antetokounmpo's in the league. I think we need to give – let's get – Say, say that five times. Team. Say that five times fast. <laughs> get candy, man. I bet you can't say it. He just tried to flex on us because he know we can't say it, a big flow. Say, say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Leangelo Ball. Yeah. <laughs> next Angelo next all-star. Nah, man. Maybe Jordan, Jordan might do LaMelo a favor. We'll see. Keep him on the squad. Keep him happy. Obviously, it's good to, you know, the idea that you can play in the NBA with your brother, that's yeah, that's, that's a pretty special they thing. Pick up last night? They picked up a shooter last night, didn't they? Uh, I was only – no, I didn't look at who they drafted, man. The, the NBA draft is an interesting place because so many movements after the draft. Um Let's go lightning round, man, because there was another big story yesterday you, you, you had. Because I want to – for those of uh, the, those of you who are listening, for those of you who are watching, for those of you on the podcast, a lot goes into what we do discuss. But sometimes some, some things don't get discussed. One of them is, you know, look, man, you know, you got Russell Westbrook signing with the Lakers. That should be a big story because – I know Kevin Durant took a lot of heat when he went and played for Golden State, and a lot of that heat came directly from Russell Westbrook. But because winning a ring has become so instrumental in the legacy conversation and whether or not you get the first ballot Hall of Fame designation, I think he's chasing a ring here. Uh, Yes or no, counselor, do you think it works? ETP, I'll start with you. Uh, Russell Westbrook being the third of the big three, does it work? It'll work if the NBA goes to three-on-three basketball. (laughs) Because they just gave up their entire bench <laughs> to pay Russell Westbrook $40 million. Three on three basketball. Well, game game horse. <laughs> Even then, that means you got to shoot jump shots, man. Russell Westbrook still, his thing is being. You can shoot them when they don't count. You shoot. Uh, what three do you think? Three, baby. <laughs> big flow show. Does it work? Yes and no. Russell it Westbrook is the third of the big three. Russell, Russell Westbrook accepts his role. I know he, they're going to get Buddy Hill uh, and. I don't know if 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 the trade was turned on the other side or if they chose Westbrook or whatever, but I think if he accepts his role, I think he'll be fine. It depends on that. They'll they'll find somebody else. I don't know if they drafted anybody last night, but they'll find somebody else that could uh, kind of put the pieces. But these super teams, you got three horses at the top. The other two are always kind of like, you know, what happens? And then with the load management, Mister Glass getting hurt all the time. I think where situation is tough, but they're going to have great success in the regular season for sure. We'll, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. We'll and just like correction, the man's last name is Heal. You got ETP Ellis, the producer over there, pronouncing what's what's the last name again? Say it again. Antetokounmpo. Oh, me. I thought you. Yeah, you can't even say Heal. This buddy Heal. They signed buddy Heal. You said Heal. I don't know what you said. It's Heal, man. Yeah, man. Don't mess up that man's name. ETP, you take over from here, man, because a lot of stuff that didn't make in. Let's just get at least mentioned before we get out of here for the day. What do you got? Quick mention. So. Speaking of the draft, NBA draft, Commissioner Adam Silver did a a really nice gesture and actually drafted Terrence Clark from Kentucky, who died in a car crash uh, earlier this year. So family was there to, you know, to go through the presentation. Just, uh, you know, nice recognition for a a tragic ending to a young man's life that had so much promise. Absolutely. Um, And then so still in the NBA. Barack Obama is now an investor in the NBA. 
but in NBA Africa as a strategic partner. So helping to grow the game of basketball out in uh, in Africa, as well as participate in creating those partnerships between him, uh, his foundation and the league. So hopefully a lot of good stuff to come from that. Barack, good job, Mr. Obama, yeah. President Obama. Cool. And then move into China. So China has historically, ever since they lost to Forrest Gump, have been controlling Chinese table tennis. But this year they lost to Japan and got the silver medal. And as a result, uh, the Chinese table tennis player actually had to apologize to our country for letting them down because of the expectations that were so high in China in that sport. China don't play. They might something might they might do something to her. She was crying because she got a silver. Everybody else taking pictures, biting a silver, including our USA big money gymnastics if you wanna, team. If you win a gold in China, in China, they give you big money. But I mean, they killed a dude who uh, who like poisoned the food or whatever we had bad food coming out of it had lead or some of the food they killed him in like a day they don't mess yeah, around man. over there man. they ain't messing around man all right go ahead etp sorry to interrupt go ahead bro no that's uh totally fine so texas high school player is considering early entry into college at uh ohio state because the name image and likeness policies in texas prevent high school kids from profiting off their name image and likeness as a state law and so it's a question of is this going to start to become the norm and is it contaminating the path to uh, professionalism i guess where you got high school kids that are making business decisions at this point and different states have different laws that's what happens in ncaa when you drop the ball on taking leadership role and getting this thing right but i digress go ahead etp yeah and then the last we'll just do there's a unfortunately when you get all different cultures of the world together you can kind of break some eggs and things can get a little ignorant so just wanted to call out some of the faux pas that happened around the world so an italian tennis player who was complaining about the heat because it's been pretty hot in tokyo during the olympics actually called himself in frustration uh, a gay slur and used some inappropriate language and was caught on a mic and apologized and said it was because of the heat that he said some inappropriate language. About um, himself. Boy, that's... About himself. <laughs> another, ex another example of the mental anguish that the Olympics as an environment and as a platform puts you on. The man talking to himself, he dissing himself yeah, on a hot mic. Yeah, Go ahead. Yep. And then you got a Greek Olympic, a Greek Olympic commentator. Uh, the table tennis uh, competition was happening. A South Korean player was playing a Greek player, and the Greek Olympic commentator made uh, an ignorant statement about South Korean. It's surprising that he can even see the ball based on the shape of his eyes, and was essentially fired as a result. Uh, in that, yeah, and in in that same vein, a German cycling coach. Uh, when his team was trailing behind some North African and Middle Eastern uh, cyclists, basically told them to go catch the camel, the camel drivers, and translated in from German. So a lot of ignorance and a lot of things happening. Like I said, the Olympics brings all cultures together. They don't always get along. Hey, hey, what we think sometimes is that racism and other isms only exist on the other side of town nah man uh, ignorant people are throughout the world man so yes they do get a gold medal in ignorance um uh what else you got for us man is that it that's the end of the line end of the line man all the stuff that didn't make it in uh and we'll transition now as i take us on home man the final stretch 
Today's episode, we entitled Uneven Bars. And while we dealt with what could be a controversial topic with Simone Biles and her decision and her mental health, we tried to deal with it from a parody standpoint, how fans respond, how we analyze our goats. So if you didn't hear that part, make sure you take a listen. Uh, like we ask you every week, please like, please comment, please share, tag a friend, tag anybody that you know, and please subscribe in the podcast world. This has been another week, a rough, rugged, and raw as the Ball Hawk Sports Talk talks about sports, business, and entertainment, because that's where the three of them things collide. I am happily and luckily your host, Pete Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball Hawk, a.k.a. the Mouth of South, a.k.a. Mr. Excessive Celebration. I was here to you today with the crew the big flow show and my man etp ellis the producer thank you for your time thank you for your attention please like please comment please share tag a friend tag a foe and make sure you subscribe we is out see you next week